Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everybody. You are listening to our pilot episode of Biopsy. Uh, George and I decided a great tangent, if you will, to documentaries is the biopic. So this is our version of SupDoc, but with biopics. Again, biopsy. And I hope you guys like it. It's just going to be loose. It's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. George and I will go see a biopic and then we're going to recap it for you guys. Yeah. And we, I did have to go to a theater because this is fresh out the theater. What are we talking about this week, Paco? This we week, are, this time. This, yeah. this time, this week, we are talking about Rocket Man. A Rocket Man. Thank you. You're welcome. No applause. Wait, why am I thanking you? Okay. Um, That's a good yeah. question. Yeah, we uh, Rocket Man, which is obviously the Elton John biopic, and I also went to a theater for the first time in a long time to see this. I was in Sacramento. It was a hundred and thirteen degrees, and I could not oh, get God. to the theater quick enough. Um, I also had posted on Facebook, "Can you bring a backpack into a theater?" I'm. It's been kind of a long time since Oof. I was because I didn't want to leave it in my car. I had my laptop in it. And I didn't want to leave it in the car in the parking lot. A, someone would probably steal it. And B, it would just melt because it was so hot outside. Um, and um, I brought it in. And it was full of candy and uh, Pringles and a giant thing of water. And it was awesome. So uh, I, what kind of theater was it? Like, what does Sacramento have? Is this this like was an a, AMC? This was a Century 16 or something. Mm-hmm. Some weird number. Um, it was right next to the punchline. I was doing the. I was at the punchline um, a couple weeks ago for the week, and it's next to the punchline, so it made it easy. I just parked in the punchline parking area and walked in it. There was a big sign that said, um, "Like bag." Um, this is our bag laws, our bag mm-hmm. rules, and I just walked by that lady that was sitting at that desk while she was looking another direction and just walked past her with my giant backpack full of delicious goodies. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I saw this film at the Los Feliz 3 because it was at the Vista for maybe a week. And then I think it got replaced by Pets 2. Oh. That's the context in which I saw it, which is that I'm actually happy to see a movie at the Los Feliz 3. I've seen a lot of great movies there. This is my walkable local theater. Um, yeah. And the Vista is a better theater for the big experience for sure. But we were in the big room. It was nice. Did you sneak uh, I, anything I, in though, George? Uh, yeah, I snuck in a uh, Pellegrino nice. blood orange Ooh, soda. Look at yeah, you. Did not want to buy popcorn. I'd eaten a bunch of popcorn already that day. This is a popcorn review show. Is that also what biopic is? Maybe. Uh, okay. it, it might uh, be. Steph Curry loves popcorn, BT dubs. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, do I say RIP or what do I say for Steph Curry? Do let's I say just, anything? Let's just move on. It's let's too just sad. Let's talk about it. It's too sad. It, let's it, talk it, about something even sadder. Okay. Rocket Man, the biopic. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I also really legitimately part of the reason this is called biopsy 
is I thought that's how you pronounce biopic. I thought it was biopic. Oh, that's funny. Is that true? No, but like it, <laughs> you could see how it's spelled that way and it, it sort of functions similarly to a biopsy. I'm yes. like, oh yeah, biopic. Yeah, bio- like, biopic. Is it a biopic? That's hilarious. Um, and no, then when I a- first heard biopic, I was like, oh, I'm dumb. That's funny. Well, I mean, it's a it is it's kind of a biopsy because we're going to open her up and look inside of her and exactly. see what happens. Because the thing with as our list, I mean, here's the thing: when you go, when you do, when you recap a documentary, a lot of times we're kind of on the same page. We kind of both just liked it because it's a good documentary, and we want to recap and talk about. It. With biopics, I think we have a little more leeway in like hated it versus like mm-hmm. I loved it. You know, so like with Rocket Man, it's not that I didn't. I, I wanted more, George. I wanted mm-hmm. more. I love Elton John. I grew mm-hmm. up with Elton John, playing Candyland, listening to Elton John, drinking some high C, you know, in my PJs. Those are my those are my childhood memories. Uh, my older brother was a huge Elton John fan. I think fucking I think everybody. Well, you're was, a pianist, right? Yeah, you're also I, a pianist. Yeah, thank you for noticing. Yeah, I, I play the piano. Uh, I always loved. I mean, the reason I listened to the Doors was because of Ray Manzarek, not because of Jim Morrison and the Lizard King shit. Like I loved, like I love um, Paul McCartney because he was a piano player. So I liked Elton John because of that. But I really wanted more from this. It felt a little soft. Uh huh. Well, the fact that he is the executive producer of it might have something to do with it. But I'll tell you, I had maybe the inverse reaction to this film. Okay. Uh, converse, inverse, complimentary. Um, I am pretty cynical about musicals. Sure. In the first place. Did you know it was a musical going into it? I did not, but I kind of suspected it would be. Okay. Uh, but not to the extent that it was. Okay. Like when the first musical scene happens, right. I'm like, did I just fucking la la land this shit? What yes. is this? I felt this. I, dude, I almost dropped my Pringles. I, I felt, I was like, no, I don't like To like the point musicals. where like, the, not, we're also, we're going to spoil this for anyone. Well, yeah, I guess not, so. I know there's not that much to spoil, but I mean, like just this shot of like he's in color, everyone else is kind of in muted colors. Like I was just like, oh man, this is like almost. I actually that scene reminded me of, for some reason, um, a wrinkle in time. I don't know why. Wait, which scene? Uh, uh, Just when he when he first leaves the therapy room, right, and ends up like back in his childhood, right. Uh, Also, I had a bone to pick with the entire structure of the, that he's like in like an AA type group. I'm just like, when are they going to cut to someone else in this group? Right. Like this, right. Even in an AA group is like dominated, of course, dominated by the guy in the devil suit, you know, that was it's a like, weird. Like, well, actually, I, you know, my bottom was actually when my wife left me, he's like, okay, well I was doing cocaine in an orgy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... but I actually like this film. I I like him more than I did before, and I appreciate him. And uh, I did feel like, yeah, it's soft. I guess is a good description. It felt mushy right. uh, in a lot of ways. But um, I of... just turned off my critical brain after all this. In a musical, like you just can't use your critical brain. No, and I just like I'm like I'm gonna like just turn off my critique. And just like let the emotions come at me because this is what it is designed to just deliver emotions to you. And on that level, I was like pretty happy with it. 
I I mean I I wanted something darker. I was hoping because I know Elton John's background was pretty dark. I mean he was a he was a cocaine and alcohol. Um, you know, he was addicted to cocaine and alcohol. He was, he didn't come out for quite a long time until he finally did. And then, I mean, I appreciated the fact that they did not cut out gay sex and alcohol and cocaine abuse out of this movie. Cause I think it needs to be in there. And I think one of the, one of the games we were talking about playing is what did they not show? Like, um, <laughs> cause a lot of times biopics would be like, uh, you know, even, even in, uh, what walking tall, whatever the, um, um, uh, Dewey the, Cox walk hard. N- no, <laughs> what's, what was what was Joaquin Phoenix? What was uh, oh oh the Johnny Cash thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I forget the name of it. I have not seen it. So, but even yeah. the, I mean, like even that kind of cut around some of the the nastier bits. But I mean, I appreciate they didn't do this. I was just hoping for like a real, like really well acted dark biopic. That's what I was hoping for. I didn't know there was going to be a musical. There was going to be a musical. Did you do you feel like they if he was not alive that they would have gone a little bit harder on some of that stuff? I think they would have gone softer, um, softer if he was not alive. Right, if right, he was if, dead, which is spoiler mm-hmm. alert, he's, he didn't die. So yeah, um, I think they would have gone softer. Yeah, because he would they would have made it seem like he was probably some wonderful child and you know and whatever. But I, I from what I read is Elton John wanted them to make sure they kept in the the stuff that he was like no i was like a gay and i had gay sex and i was addicted to cocaine and alcohol like that's part of my story mm-hmm. you know like i think they've been shopping this around for quite a long time did he write a memoir or anything i'm like wondering what this kind of came out of. to me it sort of was like why now that's kind of was my first thought when i saw this was happening I'm like yeah why he's still alive He's maybe retiring from performing. Is that yeah. part of why they do it now? Well, he is um, retiring. Yeah, he is retiring. I think that, I mean, I, I, from what I remember reading, they were shopping this around since the early 2000s. So it was oh, wow. gonna, they was trying to find a movie. Um, they was trying to make a movie for quite a long time. So it wasn't about the fact that um, he was is retiring. I don't think they found anybody who wanted to actually pick it up. Um, Mm. however, he is retiring. And I also think that soon on Broadway, we'll be seeing Rocket Man, the musical. Oh yeah. This is structured that you could easily do that. I mean, I did think it was clever to, uh, people I think were commenting on other podcasts and online about how sequentially the, you know, the, the, the songs that were being played in the time period never were quite right. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, there's a couple of moments when I was like, I can think of an Elton John song now that would be better for this moment than the one you just picked. You know, it's just like, like, oh, come on. Like, let's get at least that straight. I mean, I think they should have just ended on Circle of Life. I don't know why that didn't <laughs> like happen. Maybe. Oh, maybe because Lion King's coming out, too. And also uh, that there's only like a little hint of Candle in the Wind. And like, that's like, uh, I, I didn't realize that he was like, in the 70s, like 5% of like all music sales. I didn't that either. That was bonkers. That's, I mean, did, were the Beatles more than 5%? Jesus, that's a good, good question. Maybe collectively. I, they must have been. Yeah, I mean, they must Thriller have been. is still like the number one album of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I guess we're talking 5% worldwide. I mean, 5% of all formats in like the 70s. Uh, I mean, the number of hits he produced is astonishing it's amazing um did you know that there was a documentary in 1997 that his husband made 
About, no, about what? Called Elton John Tantrums and Tiaras, which is a documentary. <laughs> there is a documentary. No. Yeah, but it's about him kind of touring in like 95. Uh, a lot of it. it I have not seen it. I'm That's just reading about awesome it awesome right title. Tantrums Tantr and Tiaras? It sort of indicates that kind of like bitchy side of him that it sort of is in here, but it's all cut with the sort of knowing about his like childhood traumas and stuff. Right. Um, but it's made, it's more interesting. I think it's made by his husband. So it's kind of just like a tour doc with the husband just being like, this is all the behind the scenes stuff of this tour he did. Um, wow. I know I didn't, I've never even heard of that. No, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. I'd like to see that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think it's astonishing. Like you, well, like you said, how many hits they had, like Bernie Malpin, um, I mean, uh, uh, Taupin, rather. Like, um, Oh, yeah. Who's Bernie Malpin? That, Ma Bernie that, Malpin's Armist, a, are you thinking of Armistead Malpin? No, Bernie Malpin's a funk, funk piano player. Okay. Um, Bernie Taupin, rather. I always thought he was American, but I guess it's because uh -huh. he moved to the United States and stayed. Like, I remember reading that he would send, he would mail Elton John lyrics in the mail from the United States, and then mm -hmm. Elton John would put them to music. Um, so I always assumed he was um, American and not British. I didn't realize he was British. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I actually like that relationship was interesting to me. And I always I didn't know much about the real relationship. I always thought it had more tension to it. You know, I thought that they, you know, didn't work together for a long time. Right. But I, according to like what everything he says, like they never really fought or anything. Well, they, but in the, okay, so this is, this is awesome. Cause in the biopic, he's like, you know, we've never even had a fight in the 28 years we've been together. Smash scene. They're in, they're in backstage and, and Elton John's like, fuck you, Bernie, get the fuck out of here. You're mm -hmm. never my dad. And Bernie Taupin was like, okay. And like the next thing you see is them fighting. It's hilarious. They're like, yeah, but they like make up right away. It's, yeah. It's clearly it's, like, it's like, a, a, I mean, it seems like that's a key thing to, um, I I feel like it is interesting to me that like all of the genius of Elton John is not in the lyric writing, you know? Right. Like right. he did he ever write his own lyrics? Uh, no. That's I don't kind think so. of amazing that like the biopic that the musical based on his life all the writing is Bernie Taupin. Yeah. All the, the actual lyrics is Bernie Taupin. Yeah, the genius really is Taupin because it's but Elton John figured I mean all Elton John is doing is playing hymnals that's all it's all his music is they're all okay hymnals. now can you explain that musically to me what you mean by that because I don't think I understand musically what you mean by their their hymnals yes it, they're basically church hymnals from from like Anglo-Saxon church hymnals which are not quite like the bluesy hymnals you'll hear in Southern Baptist churches, but it's one, four, five chord progressions. You know, it's all um, second inverted chords, one, four, five. That's all. That's a church hymnal. That is just okay. basically gospel. You know, okay. and that's that's what he's playing. And almost entirely in his songs are super easy to play. They're all one, four, five C mm -hmm. G F, you know, with maybe a seventh right. thrown in for a little like bluesy, like positioning, but it's all just basically gospel. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I can see, I see what you're saying now, like just musicologically. Um, it seems like he was really influenced by like soul 
music. And uh, I was just thinking in the whole film that like Benny and the Jets just stands out as uh-huh. like not being the formula of anything else. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's got it's it's got a slightly different vibe to it. Um, it's but it's yeah. a weird that's a weird song to peg down because it's not a typical rock song. It's not yeah. his bluesy gospel thing that he likes to do. Um, it's not even like his. You know, he did a couple like kind of uh, country dirge dirge type songs that oh. I love. Um, mm-hmm. um, Dirt Cowboy, whatever the album's called. Like there is there's some like he has some really interesting stuff, but his his most popular stuff is kind of the gospel stuff. But yeah, Benny and the Jets. It's such a weird song if you think about it the other thing i love about elton john's songs if you listen to him he has it's almost like they were um produced by um by uh, the beach boy like there's there's so much like you can hear like a theremin you can hear like a triangle you know it's it's there's a lot he fills up his songs with lots of stuff yeah you know i mean like he's definitely the fact that like when the scene where he's supposed to be in the uh, the Troubadour, which looks like it was filmed at the Troubadour. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Except for the Troubadour now does not have a green room, I don't think, or I was not privy to the green room. The Troubadour, the one time I've been to the Troubadour, I guys, I played the Troubadour is what I'm saying. That's in, pretty uh, cool. Mid-2000s, but... Um, you had a storage unit in the back where you uh-huh. put all your gear and it, it's in an alley behind you. There's no backstage to put your gear. You had to put it in the storage shed behind the stage. And then one band loads out, another band loads in through the back lot. So uh. um, it was probably different in. The, oh, by the way, that scene, uh, Tate Donovan. Do you know that actor? He's no. like the club owner. I don't know. Oh, who that guy. Supposed to, in real life, and he's got the night. I'm like, this must be like a character, like a Ronnie Bingenheimer type character, like right, some like right. legendary LA music character that I do not know who he is, but he plays it very well. Uh, yeah, it's a ri- ridiculous performance. I was just like, I'm taken out of this right now by Tate Donovan's like uh, scenery chewing, but it's it felt right. Well, um, you can't have a music biopic without some kind of club owner or A and R guy from yeah. the record label who comes up and he's like, "What? What are you doing, kid? Like, you're gonna be a big star." Like, I remember in the Doors movie, like they play the whiskey, and all of a sudden this guy comes up to him and he's just, they're just like, "We're from A um, and M Records. Like, we want to sign you now." And Jim Morrison's like, "But I'm the Lizard King, you know." Like, there's always that moment. Biopics mm-hmm. always have that moment, especially uh, musical ones, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this definitely, I think it's, I don't know how I feel. So you didn't like that it was a musical because that's like a hard thing to get over. It's a very rest of the movie. I literally let out. If you're not on board with that. Yeah. Right. I literally sitting there next to a very sweet older couple and the very, uh, obviously a sweet two older women who are like on a friend date. I literally was said, Oh, come on. Like I was not, I was like, I wanted something a little darker. I wanted, I mean, Taryn, Taryn Egerton. Is that how you say it? Taron? Taryn. Yeah. Taryn. I, oh, and this is something I learned just now. I thought he was related to the other Edgertons. But they're oh, E-D-G-E-R-T-O-N. Oh. He's Edgerton without the D. So this whole time I've been like, yeah, he looks like uh, Joel Edgerton. And I'm like, yeah. oh, he, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm oh, just, that's interesting. Like, assumed that he was related. And that I was like, these where are these Edger- these Edgertons came out of Australia, taking yeah. over Hollywood. Well, there's like three or four of them. They're like, like the Wayans. Oh. 
That's yeah, but I guess if one was spelled Wayans with an E or something. Right. Well, um, Taron Egerton sounds like a character out of Game of Thrones. I mean, you know, it's like right. the noble Taron Egerton of the house family, you know. that's Oh, what, well, that's a good segue into that, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, because of Richard Madden. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, Rob, Rob, Rob Stark, man. Yeah, Rob Stark makes a well. It's not even a cameo. He's a pretty big part of this fucking movie. I feel like do you? I I feel like you see Rob Stark naked on Game of Thrones. So like you would see more uh, Rob Stark butt in Game of Thrones than you would see in actually in uh, Rocket Man. I don't. I want to say maybe. I don't know if I remember Rob Stark's butt in Game of Thrones. Also, I oh, did it seem like when they're making out that Elton John was the top. Yeah, that's not believable. Which I was surprised by that that was a choice. <laughs> maybe. I'm like, maybe that's, he produced it. That's well, what he's putting I mean, out there. That's top billing. That is what top billing is, friend. Uh, um, Rob Stark yeah. got bottom billing, yeah. Right. It's And, you know, he plays the classic. There's, again, biopic. You have to have the asshole. You have to have the antagonist, the guy that's like, you know, I'm only in it for the money and I'm going to pretend I love you until the money's too good. And then, you know, now I'm getting a blowjob while your family shows up at the castle. Yeah. I mean, that was I'm trying to think of that. That character is named John Reed. I don't know what it was really like, but like, like it's his movie. If he wants to right. portray that relationship like that, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was a terrible person to be in a relationship with at that time too. Um, yeah, I would think. I would think so. so I mean, yeah. you know, uh, but like his issues with like needing love, uh, really, like, we're this is not the right person for you. You know, no. it's really like. Yeah, well, he didn't there. he didn't get it from the parents, apparently, you know, like, like thank God I, for the grandma. You need that grandma. Once oh, in a while. Thank God oh. for granny for real. One thing I remember reading about this is that in real life, his parental his parents were even worse than oh, how boy. they're portrayed in the movie. So um, mm. and then, you know, a game I do want to play in biopic is who died because someone always dies. Now, mm -hmm. no one died in this movie, but his relationship with his dad, death, it died. I feel like it was like a stillbirth. It was <laughs> Maybe like he was never there. Pretty bad overall. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I really God, I hated that dad. Yeah. I also I mean, really did not like the mom, but I guess maybe there's my own issues. <laughs> like maybe. how you think about your parents. Yeah, in relationships to this whole thing. Um, Does anyone go into the arts that has a loving relationship with their parents besides Tommy Lee? Couple weird hippies I know. I think. Have um. Like, yeah. With, with Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Yeah. Did you Did see he have the a dirt? good relationship? No, I did not see the dirt. We should yeah. have done the dirt. I mean, I guess famously. Yeah, we'll do it next. Famously. He's just had loving parents that were like supportive and bought him drums and were just like, whatever you do is great, Tom. Because wow. that's how it's portrayed in the, the biopic as well. Um, so, I mean, that's what I've heard is too. It's like he was actually the like the normal one of the band. Mm -hmm. I mean, crazily enough, <laughs> if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that is, un, I think, uncommon in the arts. But also, like, I uh, is Elton John... 
better known in England than in America. I don't know if that's the case. I feel like he's he's probably equally well known, right? Oh yeah. I, yeah, I don't think there's better known at this point in his life. I was surprised um, that like because I think of Elton John as being kind of more of a boomer generation musician. Yeah, which uh, would warrant like you know a major motion picture about you. Um, I I was just wondering like how younger people. Uh, I guess some of these songs are just in everyone's. Uh, well, you know, for sure. I mean, I think he hit pretty much every generation until this most recent one. I mean, he had like "I'm Still Standing" like from my my generation. You know, like he had hits in the '80s, '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, you know? Lion King has got to be. I mean, the, I, what what is there post Lion King? Has there been a hit since Lion King? No, no. I mean, oh, no, no. Candle had, in the Wind was after Lion King. No, the, no, the but like. Lady Di died in 96. Seven. 97. When yeah. was Lion King? Two th- early 2000s, I thought. Was it? Okay. No, I'm I don't totally, know. I'm I don't know my Lion King crazy. history. I should. But Candle in the Wind kind of put him back on the old map. 94. There. Lion King was 94, yeah. Was the movie? Yeah, so that was Lion King and then Candle in the Wind. Okay, so he wrote Candle in the Wind originally about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And then they just repurposed it for Di- sure. Lady for Princess Di. Well, he wrote new lyrics, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm pretty well, sure uh, Bernie did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bernie's Bernie got to write did. those lyrics. Bernie wrote some new like, lyrics. I like his- that after like 50 <laughs> years in show business, he's just like Bernie. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie wrote me some I don't lyrics, know how, to, how do I replace uh, Norma Jean with, <laughs> with Diana? How do I do it? Like. <laughs> But I've, I've I've done a lot of cocaine. I don't know how to rearrange what. Like he he's maybe at some point is just like, you know. I think maybe change this line. Yeah, no. maybe. Okay. I but saw then again, him. No. Um, yeah. I saw Elton John outside lands. No, uh, I was there too. Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember just Sorry. trying to charge my phone off my laptop <laughs> right. during that entire entire set. I'm just like, I don't know this song. I don't yeah. know this song. Oh, I know that song. Right. Oh, I know that it, song. It was oh, like watching everyone's favorite aunt play the piano. Like he was, you know, he has kind of a very feminine way of playing. And, and But one of my favorite things he did was after each song would get up, walk, lean against the piano and smile and to huge and then go back. That was like his big because he used to wear chicken outfits and fly through the sky. And mm-hmm. now it's just standing up and leaning against the piano. Wait, did he do a lot of wa- actual like wire stunts or like when he's jumping off that piano and at the troubadour? He really is just like Jerry Lee Lewising it, right? He's just like yeah, probably at the Troubadour. But I think at some point he was probably wired, like flying th- over the audience and stuff. I think everyone tried that in the seventies and eighties. You know, oh yeah, AC/DC, that's true. Yeah, Led Zeppelin came over from a wire. You know, mm-hmm. like it was just something you did. Like Pink Floyd took it to the you know the max. But they had different insurance rules for rock stars back then. You could just throw <laughs> yeah. shit out a window. Well, you have to be a certain weight. Like, there's a weight. There's a weight restriction on those wires. So, like, because because <laughs> I once wrote a, a sketch show, and we were trying to wire people around, and oh you couldn't. I couldn't get it approved until I the, the smallest actress we had finally said yes, and then she was the white the right weight to do that. Oh, that's why they always have like really small people playing Peter Pan and stuff. Yes, exactly. Oh. That's exactly. You can't have a big can't have a heavyweight person. That's why uh, uh, that Spider-Man musical tank oh, turn off the fuck. dark. People just get falling off the <laughs> yeah. wires all yeah. the time. They didn't Which test like, them. That's the one thing I feel like was missing from Into the Spider-Verse was like someone just 
came straight from a failed Broadway musical. Right. Yeah, that, that could be. Um, so let's uh, for Rocket Man. Um, I, I, you know, if you're into Elton John, you should definitely go see it. For me, I was hoping for something a little darker, less <laughs> less musical orientated. But you there know, was some it's like not comedy bad. in it. A little bit. Yeah, there's a little bit. I mean. But it's you a know, melodrama. This, it's a melodrama. Yeah, it's yeah. a melodrama. There was one particular scene that I actually really enjoyed at the pool when um oh he yeah. dives in and you know he's 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 it's it's melodramatic, but it's him. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's trying to commit suicide or not, but it's like you know he's sitting next to his like younger self in the pool. Yeah, I'll tell so. you what I related to. He really wanted to go to Tower Records. <laughs> I really nah. wanted to go to Tower Records. He's in the Tower Records documentary. That's one part of the Tower Records documentary that oh, Colin Hanks made. Um, All things must pass. They talk about like Elton John. I guess it seems like he had a house. I mean, I'm sure he had a. He had like 25 million dollars in like 1977 or whatever. That's a lot of money. He had a house in L.A. He had a house in London. It looks like. Right. But he would just go to Tower Records, the original Tower Records in L.A. And just like walk out with like a shopping cart full of records. That's awesome. Back in, and probably eight tracks at that time, you know. Yeah. He's just like, tapes. he, I guess, is a shopaholic. The other two things I liked were when he, when you sort of see him like eating his feelings. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, right. that's, the, that's, I can relate to this. That's relatable. He's like a yeah. balding middle aged man eating his feelings. I'm like, I, yeah, yeah I, I'm on board with this. I'm and, definitely uh, on board. Yeah. And just like, Man, he really got played by that dude. His manager, lover guy really fucking played him, and at least in this telling of it, he yeah. really, like, screwed. That's how you know you've you made it to the top is when you get fucked over by a manager. Like, I've never <sighs> been fucked over by a manager well, type like, or an agent. Oh, like, I mean, I'm sure none of this is how it actually happened, but it's like the guy, you, you see him, like, at the Troubadour show, then he approaches him at a party that he wasn't invited to, and then right. just, like... It's just like let's let's go hook up in my hotel yeah. room, you know. Right. So, and then he even comes back later and like just like is sort of dangling, uh, like love in front of him, you know. It's just ugh. Yeah. But that I guy mean, has amazing posture. That's the other thing. I was like, I didn't realize like Rob Stark is just like look, he's just like a very like Richard Madden. Yeah. Yeah. He's I just mean like, that's high status. That's how you maintain high status in in your scenes is you good posture. You don't move much. That's how you I mean. That's why like villains always have good posture and don't mm -hmm. move much. It's very high status for Richard and, Madden. Yeah, and um, I also realized at the end of the film that did he get plugs? Because oh, they yeah. make a lot of jokes about him losing his hair, which yeah. he's and then and then at the end there's a real the real Elton John. I'm like he got like plugs that or are like, a wig. They're like either they're like rhubarb red plugs or something he's got a wig yeah. or something i'm just like yeah it, i'm always sad when someone who's successful that's like respect to jeff bezos for not getting a hairpiece yeah. you know he's like right. fuck it i have money i'm the richest <laughs> dude in the world why do we need a hairpiece yeah no i mean and now he's single too so look out like that guy's about to order some spin fuck chairs from Amazon. I mean, it, let's that's a whole other documentary we can get into. Just like that should be a dating show. Just like what is what is Jeff Bezos's dating life like right now? Like what app did he made an app just for? He's got an app that just crawls Amazon orders to figure right. out who should date next. <laughs> that's oh my funny. god. Okay, so this was our first 
biopsies. Oh, I forgot to say my casting. Um, young Elton John, David Cross. Young David oh. Cross, young Elton John. At the end, right. you can kind of see it. But yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So um, I think, are we in agreement? People should go see this? Um, I think that, yes. I think that you, if did you like La La Land? You might like this. That's uh, Okay, there you go. If you like La La Land, you might like Rocket Man. If you see it in Sacramento, go to Century 14, bring in some Pringles. You um, might have you another, LA. yeah, you might have a, by the time this comes out, it may have left the Los Feliz 3, but uh, it's a nice little theater to walk to if you are in the neighborhood. And uh, it'll be hitting streaming services soon enough, I bet you. And you think there's going to be a Broadway musical. I do. I, I, I If I was... If I had money, I would be looking for a producer right now to give my money to because it's probably going to run on Broadway for like 10 years because it's fucking Elton John. Yeah. And it's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Ugh. Yes. That movie was horrible. Somehow managed to skip that. It was not yeah. available on Movie Pass, so I managed right. to miss that. Oh, I thought it was horrible, oh. but that's a whole nother biopsy, my friend. Man, I can't wait till they make the biop- biopsy. Let's make a biopic about the guys that started Movie Pass. There's uh, yeah, there's that, a bunch of grifters. Yeah, or maybe a good doc. But so um, we're not going to do this every week bio- biopsy. But if you see it, tune in. Let us know if there's a biopic you want us to check out and recap. Now you, you said biopic. Uh, <laughs> Did I? Yeah, I used to buy a pick. Okay, fine. So you can email us at subdocpodcast at gmail.com if there is a biopic or a biopic that you want us. Maybe we should just call it biopic. Yeah, why not? That's our I thing. I think that's going to be our thing. Yeah, let's, that's our thing. Th- let's make bumper stickers. <laughs> biopic. <laughs> that yeah. People will know the enunciation exactly. pronunciation through the bumper sticker. So, yeah. Um, I Do you like bi- biopics? Yeah, I love them. I love biopics. Well, you know what? I'm going to put the bye in biopic and say goodbye.